Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. These are three familiar people. We know we know them. Okay, uh, Warren Buffett. Okay. And Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, so they, we 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 know them. They are among the three richest men in the world. Okay, um, now all three of them married with kids, and then and I know some of you wish if they are your father. <laughs> you know why? Let me tell you. Warren Buffett, his net worth is not much lah, ninety-five point two billion. 95.2 billion, not million, but billion. While Bill Gates, his net worth right now is 123.6 billion. Oh, maybe some of you are like, hmm, how many zeros are that, Pastor? <laughs> okay, you count yourself. How many zeros are that? Mark Zuckerberg, 59.1 billion. Now, there's another similarity, similarity between the three of them. Okay? What is that? They, two of them, they do not live. 100% of their inherited wealth to their children. What? Not 100%. What could it juga? Like, what kind of stingy parents, you know? Yeah? Warren Buffett, in, 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 in one of uh, his interviews, he said this, After much observation of uh, super wealthy families, here's my recommendation. This is Warren Buffett, you know, one of the richest men. He said this, Leave the children enough so that they can do anything but not enough that they can do nothing. Yeah? In other words, he said, he, he, come, he come up with this. He said, I don't want to spoil them. Do you know what? Even his youngest son, Warren Buffett, youngest son, at the age of 25, only then he realized that, that his father is rich. <laughs> really. You know? And if you Google about them, the family, his youngest son, he's not into property investment, No. It's to arts. <laughs> you see? Now, by Bill Gates in 2017, Bill Gates and his wife, okay, but then, back then, now, now they are divorced, lah, huh, revealed that uh, their kids will not inherit huge chunk of huge chunk of money. This is what he said. It's not a favor to kids to have them have huge sums of wealth. It distorts Anything they might do in creating their own path. You know, they, like Bill Gates, only allocate 10 million each to their, each of their children. I mean, still a lot. But 10 million compared to 123.6 billion, 10 million sajalah. 10 million sajalah. I mean, like for us, like one million so enough, oh, hallelujah, puji Tuhan, you know, right? <laughs> but this time, but when you think about it, it's like, wow, this rich person. And Mark Zuckerberg and, and his wife, he said, like, you know, 99% of our wealth we will give to charity. Like, huh? <laughs> and the children, the, the daughter, Max, the name is Max, only 1%. But 1% is still, still a lot, still a lot, you know? Why am I sharing this, okay? Because even. I, I, we don't know whether they are true believers, Christian, fear God and everything. We don't know. But let, let, let me tell you this. Even our earthly father knows to give the best to their children. Amen? 
they, they, I mean, like, they are rich and everything, but still they think about their children. I say they want to give the best to their children. Apa lagi kan Tuhan kita? You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 to 11, which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Yesterday, uh, last week in the book of Ephesians, as Pastor Dan uh, opened, opened the, the sermon series, you know, Paul mentioned that we are the children of God. As a children, we have our Father. Who's our Father? Our Father God in heaven, who owns everything, right? And today, I'm going to share something, you know, that I believe and I pray that will really change your mind, change the way you live. Because a lot of people, a lot of Christians, believers who have been Christian for many years, they are living in this mindset like as if they are orphans, they are orphans. You know, they hustle, they struggle. They say like, okay, I have to do everything on my own. You know, God, if you want to help, help life. No, no, no. You know, because this mindset that we are poor, that God, you know, like... uh, you know? Now let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 to 14. Open your Bible, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 to 14. I'm going to read from the uh, CSB, Christian Standard Bible. Verse 11. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. So that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to His glory. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, were sealed in Him with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of His glory. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we truly don't have that capacity, that understanding, Lord Father God, to really know every single word of your word. Therefore, we really depending on your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, to reveal to us your, your truth, oh Father God. Thank you, Jesus. So we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, last week, Pastor Dan preached about we uh, being made rich by God. <laughs> uh, I told Pastor Dan, like... Uh, there are someone who were watching our sermon online. He said, like, why Pastor Dan talk about richer? Like, not like what I know about being rich, you know, because this person only knows rich when it comes to money, gold, and everything. <laughs> okay? So if you say, like, uh, isn't that what rich, Pastor? Ah, that means you missed just last week's sermon. So, or maybe you are here, but you don't really catch it. So after the service, go and watch that sermon again, all right? So, Pastor Dante preached about we being made rich by God. People are called rich because they possess something of high values. Correct or not? All right, something of high values. All right? Our Father in heaven. Okay, so if Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, if, if, if their children became rich, it's because they inherit a certain amount of wealth from their fathers. Right? It's not because they are born, they suddenly become rich. Or like they're born, like, oh, I got money, money, all the bling, bling. You know, like, can you imagine? This must be painful for the mothers to give birth to, like, some baby with bling, bling. You know, like all this. Okay, anyway. So, our Father in heaven knows what we need. Amen? Amen. Our Father in heaven knows what we need. He knows our dreams, and He has prepared everything for us, and He's not holding anything from us. 
not, not like the three rich people, then the guys, Bill Gates and everything, you know. They have all the wealth, but they don't give everything. It's like, no lah, no lah, just give small percentage. But our Father in heaven, he, 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 he's not like, okay, for the Sabahans, huh, maybe I give like 10% of my wealth. Whoa, no, no, no. You know, for the Semenanjung people, like, no, no, God, our God is not like that. He gives everything. Say everything. Wow. Not convincing enough. Say everything. There you go. So last week we learned in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, says this, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every, every, somewhat spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. Now, but today I'm not going to talk about physical inheritance. I'm going to talk more about something more precious, more valuable than physical inheritance, more valuable than our earthly possession. Something that even Bill Gates, all these rich men don't have if they are not in Christ. So today I'm going to talk about our spiritual inheritance. Our spiritual inheritance. Now, why spiritual inheritance, Pastor? Why don't you talk about physical inheritance? Come on, Pastor. Come on. Give something, lah, you know, something that motivates me to work hard, to earn more. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said this, Do not lay up for all yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know all of you who are here this morning because you know your treasure is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why this your heart is this you are here. Okay. Spiritual inheritance, you know, is something that cannot perish or in other words imperishable yang tidak boleh hancur, tidak boleh musnah. You know? Yeah, Pastor Dan, uh, last week, I like, I like, I like the, 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 the what, analogy he said, like, you know, you can buy something, lifetime warranty, but, you know, that, that item that you bought have a lifetime warranty, may, may last longer than you. <laughs> you might die, but you can experience warranty. You guys following me? But spiritual inheritance is something that we experience even after we leave this world. Woo! We don't need to ask our children, hey, can you burn like nice car for me, <laughs> nice house for me, okay? Yeah, no, you don't need to do that. Because spiritual inheritance is imperishable. Maka kamu ada harta warisan yang tidak boleh musnah. Mau kan? Yes? Yeah? So today I'm going to share three transforming truths about our spiritual inheritance. Now, the first transforming truth is this. Our spiritual inheritance yeah, was predestined, has been predestined by our sovereign God. Alright, again, please don't forget to register. In fact, like, you know, after the service, register for that predestination class. Okay, yeah. Uh, like Pastor Dan mentioned, you know, we can't really appreciate because it's a long, uh, big topic, a huge topic itself, you know. So, please register that, okay? Now, verse 11, back to the, the sermon. Verse 11, in Him, we have also received an inheritance... Because we are predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. 
in this verse, Paul is saying that our sovereign God will cause everything to work according to the purpose of His will. It's not us, but God will make sure that everything will work according to His will. Because He is a sovereign God, nothing can stop Him. Nothing can change His mind. Nothing can change His plan for each of you. Do you believe this? Say amen. Amen. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10 said, I, the Lord, declare the end from the beginning and from long ago what is not yet done, saying, my plan will take place and I will do all my will. When God has promised an inheritance for us, it is for sure for us and we will receive it. Nothing can change it. Now, the thing is, a lot of Christians, I don't know, I don't know, a lot of Christians who, who judge people, who condemn another Christians, like, oh, you don't deserve it, you don't deserve it, you don't deserve it. You see, you see because you don't do like what I do, you know, because your, your spiritual is not high enough, so maybe like, no, no, no. You see that who are we to judge another Christian, another body of Christ, that he or she is not important, he or she will not receive whatever we receive. Nothing can change, you know? So back to verse 11 just now mentioned. God in His sovereignty will make sure that we receive our inheritance because we are His children through Jesus Christ. Now, why is it so important for us to know about our spiritual inheritance? Why is it so important? Yeah? First, because it's our identity as children of God. It's our identity. Secondly, a lot of Christians, follow me on this, huh? a lot of Christians living in scarcity mindset. Wow, scarcity mindset. Some of you are like, oh, oh, scarcity mindset. Because they do not know their spiritual inheritance in Christ. Now, let me explain to this. You know, scarcity mindset basically means we, a person is giving in to excuses and lies about how there is like not enough. Everything is like not enough, la, not enough. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I mean, like, it's impossible for me to live in abundance, impossible for me to be successful, impossible. You see, my family are all, all, all sort of excuses and they believe all sort of lies from the devil. Yeah, some common characteristic that manifests when you have a scarcity mindset as a believer. Number one, you have doubt. Is it true? Uh? Is it true? Uh, you know, betulka. Is that is that written in the Bible? Can I can I trust? We have that anxiety, fear, worry, lack of responsibility, hustling because you think that God won't provide. So it all depends on me. It all depends on me. I must do this. I must do this. Yeah? People with, Christians with scarcity mindset, they're always thinking that because I don't have enough money, I won't be able to give my offerings and tithes. So like, if I give, uh, then how am how I going to survive? La? Scarcity mindset. Scarcity mindset. Because I don't have enough time, then I cannot serve law. Are you telling me that even one hour a week, one hour a week, you can't serve God? But pastor, I cannot come to church on Sunday. La. I'm not talking about only serving in church, guys. Serious. 
Scarcity mindset. We don't have enough time for everything. Don't have enough time for fellowship. Don't have enough time to pray for others. Even for a few seconds, like a voice note. You know, oh, bro, I'm praying for you, bro. Like, don't have enough time for that. I'm too busy, you know? Yeah? Combine all the prime minister and king in the world, kings in the world, right? I'm so busy, like more than that, you know? Busier than Jenny. <laughs> yeah? And then another, another example of people with scarcity mindset Oh, pastor, because I come from like broken family, huh? I mean, I, I, I cannot be successful. Uh. Even if I can be successful, I must work hard. Uh. I must find my own way. Uh. You know, I have to take more jobs. Uh. Do more overtime. Uh. You know? Happiness and success is in my hand. I control my destiny. You see, scarcity mindset. They, they think like everything depends on them. Now, I know there's a lot of Christians out there who have this mindset. Be careful, guys. This is the worldly thinking. This is the kind of thinking that starts to creep in into the mind of the believer. You know? So it's important for us to know our identity because people who do not know their identity in Christ will continue living with a scarcity mindset. Therefore, you always say, not enough, Cannot do lah. Begini lah kita ini. Kampung-kampung lah. Like I was like, ah man, that this is who we all are. What, what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. Because you don't know your identity. You don't know that you have an inheritance. You see, eh? Bill Gates' children, you know, Warren Buffett and Mark Zuckerberg, all the rich men. You see, the way they live their life, the way they talk, the way they think is different. Because they know. <laughs> Money is not a problem for me. Not because I, I have money, but my dad. You know. Even Warren Buffett allow his son, you say, you got any startup project what you want to do? Come on, let me know. How much? Wow. So the way they think, right? It's like money is not a limit. It's just a matter whether I want to do it or not. My dad will support me. Why? You see, that kind of mindset. But for us as believers, cannot do lah, you know, because I don't have this. Lah. We don't think about God. You always think about it. It all depends on me. See, God wants us to experience His best. Amen? He don't want us to live with scarcity mindset because we are His children. You know, me and my wife, we'd be like really sad. We'd really cry if our son, right, while eating dinner, you know, and then take a Tupperware. Daddy, I keep some. Huh? Why? Maybe tomorrow, I don't know if I got food for tomorrow. Like, what? This is the thing I'm really crying. <laughs> I have to pray, like, in healing and deliverance, you know, in Jesus' name, you know, all things. No, no. You know, can you imagine? And then my, 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 my kids will be outside the house, you know, say, like, why you don't come in? I didn't do my homework, so I, I don't think I deserve to be inside the house. Let me go outside the house, do my homework. Like, come on, come on in, come on in, you know? It would be sad for us when our children think that they don't deserve it, you know, but they're our children. We accept them, right? Yeah. But a lot of Christians said, uh, I, I, I don't deserve this. I, it's, Pastor, it's not the time for me to come to church because you know what? I have a lot of limitations. I still struggle with this. La. But you know what? God, our Father said, Hey, you, come in. I know your struggles. I know your sin. I know your problem. I know your challenges. Come on in. Let's talk about it. You know? I have your spiritual brothers, spiritual parents who are going to help you. That is the family of God. Remember last week, Pastor did mention about the family of God? Hello. So don't have scarcity mindset. Yeah? And last week, Pastor explained about the difference uh, between this 
It's two Greek words that describe the word of children or sons of God. Our language, English, and even Bahasa Malaysia, very limited, lah, you know. But if you look into the original meaning in the Greek, you know, technon, okay, this is just like a quick uh, revision. Again, if you missed last week's sermon, go listen to it because this is very important because this will be our lingo for the next few months, even like throughout our life as a believer. We must understand this, you know. Technon basically talks about our rights, the children of God, to own the inheritance of our Father in heaven. But God don't want us to be just technon. Upgrade to huyos, grow to become a huyos. Say huyos. Yeah? In English, the word also used to describe sons and children, you know, but it's different from technon. Basically, a huyos is someone who has the ability to operate the inheritance, to manage the wealth, who have that wisdom, that capacity to think, who are mature. Amen? Yeah, so this is part of what Pastor Dan shared last week. Okay, I'm not going to much more on this. Okay, so to be a huyos, it is not automatically happen. To become one, we need what is called discipline and obedience. Ah, then you will slowly grow from techno to become huyos. I'm glad, you know, because our eldest son, David. You know, he started, he's, he's growing, you know, and then we can rely on him to look after his brother and his sister, do some house chores, you know, yeah. We, so he starts to have that sense of responsibility, all right? And maybe next year, this is the plan, can dear? Like next year, we're going to leave David alone at home. No need to send to a nursery. <laughs> Survival, no, 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 right? I mean, slowly, like, hey, when, when, when we think about it, uh, I think last time, uh, our parents don't even care whether we have a nursery or not. Just oh, you on your own, you know how to cook, huh? Okay, as long as don't burn the house. Okay, go. And they go like, what? But we grow from there, you know? So, uh, again, there's a process of from technon to huyos. Now, why is it important for us to know whether we are technon child of God or we are huyos? Why is it so important? And I'm glad because you asked. You see, technon child hasn't reached puberty yet. You know, so they are not mature. Even if they have reached puberty and become an adult, that not necessarily mean they are mature in their thinking and behavior. A lot of Christians who have been people, adult, who have been Christian for many years, still spiritually they think like a baby. Why God didn't bless me, lah? I pray for this, ma. Why God didn't bless me, lah? You know. Me, 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 me. Why pastor didn't like really look for me, lah? Why pastor didn't pray for me, lah? Me, me, me. Always like me, me, me. You know, although they have been Christian for many years, they didn't grow up. Their Jesus didn't grow up. Remain technon. Yeah? Because they didn't have that capacity. Let me give you some example. My son David is 10 years this year. So usually we give him like either three ringgit or five ringgit to buy food during the recess time. Yeah? Three ringgit or five ringgit. And, and uh, it is okay. He's fine with that. He knows how to manage it. Sometimes he said, like, I did it, don't it. I still have some balance from yesterday. Yeah? How about if I give him 100 ringgit for recess? He was like, what am I going to do with this? You know? Am I going to buy, like, uh, how many? Like, uh, how many hot dogs? You know, like everything, you know? He don't know how to use it. How, you know, because he's not, he, like, 100 ringgit. Daddy, if you give me five ringgit, I still know how, what, what to use with this. Hundred ringgit, hmm. You see, he don't have that mental capacity, that that understanding, like what to do, how to manage it, yeah. And what happened if I give hundred ringgit to David, my son, and tell him to do whatever he wants to do with the money? 
Whoa, okay, after school, before we go to shopping mall, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this candy, I want this slurpee, I want this, 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 he'll expand like, just like that. Just imagine now what a 10-year-old boy will do with 100 ringgit. Buy toys, buy whatsoever, everything, you know. He will waste it. That's an example of technon, yeah. My point is this, before we talk about spiritual inheritance, why I need to go through all this, we need to understand this. If we are still technon, we are not mature, we are still technon, we are not capable to receive. We are not ready yet to handle all the blessings, all the inheritance that has been prepared for us. Are you guys following me? We pray, God, pour your blessings. Lord, make me rich. I want to get my first uh, million before I reach 30. Those days, it was really famous, right? Yeah. But God says, like, what? One million? You don't, you still take none. You know, if I give you one million now, you will definitely, you know, like, leave the church. You definitely, like, forgot me. You know, so this is the thing. Because we don't develop our capacity. We are still take none. Yeah? Yeah. And when we are still take none, after a long wait, we wait, we wait. Hey, why God didn't answer me? Yeah. Why that, that God's promises seems very far, far away? Then we start to become disappointed, bitter. And finally, we don't believe in God anymore. And we say, like, why should I follow God's way? Because He's not giving, you know, He's not going to give me my prayer request. He didn't answer my prayer, you know. Why should I follow God? Ha, ha, ha. That's technon. Technon will think like this. Why my friends around me who look for boyfriend and girlfriend, they find it through their, using their own way and they get it. They got their boyfriend, they got a girlfriend, but how about me? God, I pray, but how come I didn't? I'm still single. Why, God, I don't have that position? That, uh, why I'm not that successful like my other friends who, you know, who, who are not believers, who do whatever they want to do, and they're successful? Why, God, why not me? That's technon. Yeah. So you end up become like, I'm tired. I don't want to believe in God anymore. I'm going to get everything my own way. And guys, let me tell you, as pastors, we have seen a lot. Some people, before the, pre-pan- before the pandemic, we see like, whoa, they're so spiritual strong. We say, hallelujah. But we all, after two years of pandemic, they evolve. <laughs> Not evolve to become like, uh, who yours? You both become something else, you know? I was like, it is heartbreaking. But as I prepared this sermon, I said like, well, yeah. That's technon. That's technon. Some of you might say, Pastor, I, I, I really believe in God. Lah. I believe in God, you know, so I, I, I won't say like that. I, mean, I will trust God. I will still wait. I will still wait, you know. You might not say that, but your behavior, your behavior shows that you are technon. You might not say like, oh, you, know, you might not complain and stuff like that, but you, your behavior shows that you are technon. Yeah. Remember, to be a huyos, it requires a process to become to become one. We need to be to have discipline, we mu- and we must learn to obey God. 
So you must know your identity in Christ, church. You must know your identity in Christ. You know, the, the devil will lie to you saying that you don't deserve it. You, all this, you know, this spiritual inheritance, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Because who you are, lah, you know? You are a sinner. Come on. You repent and then a few minutes after that, you, you sin. Come on. You don't deserve this inheritance. You know, the devil will, you know, give you that lie. Yeah. You will say like, you know, you, it's impossible for you to be successful, impossible for you to be fruitful, you know, because you come from broken family, yeah, people may look down on you, you know, let me tell you, because of no matter what, your past, whatever it is, you know, it will never change the fact that you are God's children and He has given you your inheritance. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Knowing God's sovereignty and believing God's sovereignty are two different things. If I ask you guys one by one, do you believe? Do, do, do you know that God is a sovereign God? You say, yes, I know God is a sovereign God. He created everything. He is so powerful. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then I said, next question is, do you believe? Believe. Uh, well, yeah, some part of it, yes. You know? Some of you probably have different answer when I ask you guys, do you believe that God is sovereign in your life? Oh, in my life, uh, Pastor. Hmm. I thought generally. But my life, uh, I'm not so sure about it. You see? Yeah? People with scarcity mindset are those who don't believe in God's sovereignty. See, human can change. I'm not surprised if one day, you know, like uh, Warren Buffett or Bill Gates will announce like, uh, you know what, we're not, we will not give anything, not even a single penny to our kids. I'm not surprised because they can change their mind. Maybe they, 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 uh, what? they totally like, reject their children, you know, disown them. I don't know. It can happen, right? But our God, no matter what, we are still His children. We are still His possession, His precious, and He will always be our Father God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So, catch this transforming truth. Our spiritual inheritance has been predestined by our sovereign God. Okay? Nothing can change that. Second transforming truth about our spiritual inheritance is this. This spiritual inheritance is for those who believe in Jesus Christ who believe in Jesus Christ. It's not like simply, you want to, you want to, not like, no, 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 no. Specifically for those who believe in Jesus Christ. You see, there are three times in this uh, chapter 1, in verse 11, 7, 11, and 13, says that in Him, which is Jesus, we have redemption. In Him, we also receive an inheritance. In Him, in Jesus, you also will sealed with the promise of Holy Spirit. This two word, in Him, is, uh, is a reference to Jesus Christ. Yeah, any spiritual blessing that is ours, let me tell you, is ours only in and through Jesus Christ. When you think about it, we don't deserve it. I mean, there's nothing special about us that they say, oh, you're so special, okay, okay, okay. No. God gave us our spiritual inheritance because of Jesus Christ. The Father determined to give us the spiritual blessing. He is the source of blessings. Amen? Yeah? And He determined to give it through His Son, Jesus Christ. Guys, 
John 3.16 will definitely give you a better understanding, like give you a different perspective. Because for God so loved the world, He, he gave His one and only Son. <laughs> There's no other way to receive that spiritual inheritance, only through Jesus. Yeah? You can't earn this spiritual inheritance by your own effort. You can't earn your spiritual inheritance by doing good works. You can only receive your spiritual inheritance when you believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah? So the way to be in Christ is to repent, to turn our way from our sins and confessing to God that we are sinners. Believe in Jesus Christ. Now, people who believe in Jesus, like I mentioned just now, will repent from their sin, no longer live for themselves, and love what he loves, what, what, what Jesus loves, and hates what he hates. You can see that someone that like, believes in Jesus, not because like, oh, I, I'm, I'm wearing cross. In my eyes, see, it's Christian. You know, that's why I'm a believer. No, 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 no. People who believe in Jesus, these are the three things that you can see. They repented from their sin. They no longer live for themselves. They love what Jesus loves, hates what Jesus hates. When we believe that Christ died to take our punishment and now live in us and give us a new life, He grants us forgiveness of sins. And all the blessings, spiritual inheritance, become ours. So up to now, up to this point, we know two transforming truths about our spiritual inheritance. Number one, it was predestined by our sovereign God. And number two, it is for those who believe in Christ Jesus. And last one. Okay, you guys still following me? All right, cool. Last one. The third, the third transforming truth about our spiritual inheritance. Our inher- inheritance, spiritual inheritance, has been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, when we say about sealed by the Holy Spirit, um, okay, okay. Now, in verse 13, 14, Paul mentioned that in him you also were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. You see, back then, during Paul's time, even during Jesus' time, because it's during the Romans' occupation, okay? Yeah? A sealed letter is a common thing. It's a common thing. Here, we don't see that nowadays, you know? Yeah? A seal, let me tell you, you must understand the context. Then you, do, you will like, understand like, why Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit as the seal to our spiritual inheritance is very important. Why? Okay? A seal is an identifying mark, often placed on a letter, a contract, or a document, okay, back then. Okay, so it shows it showed that what was in the letter came from the person whose seal was on the outside. So you can see the marking, you know, the emblems, you know, you can, sorry, the what do you call this, the symbol on top of it. So like, oh, you know, this uh, this came from who, which family, which king, you know, yeah, yeah. So the Bible uses this term in few different ways, okay, seal. And when, when, when we consider together, they help us to provide a full picture. I'm going to explain to you so that you can understand what does it mean by sealed by the Holy Spirit. Okay, in the Old Testament, we can see in Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 4 to 6, says that God set a sign on His chosen one to mark them, at, mark them out or set them apart as his, position, uh, as his possession and to keep them from destruction. That's a seal. That's a mark. All of us... I give a mark. And Revelation chapter 7, verse 3, you know, says that uh, God places a seal on his people to identify them and protect them from his wrath. Yep. Yeah. And in Matthew chapter 27, verse 66, you know, when Jesus was, uh, after Jesus was crucified, 
put inside the tomb, and then the, the, the stone was rolled over, and there's a seal. And John, okay, John also mentioned in, 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 in uh, Revelation chapter 22, verse 10, talk about the seal. Now, this communicates what? Security. Something being sealed means that there's a security, okay? You cannot open it unless that letter or that document is for you. You guys following me? Right? Yeah? And number four, we also read, you know, God authenticating the relationship with uh, His people through our what? Seal. John chapter 6 verse 27. Okay? We don't have time to read all the verses, but I just let me list it down. So if we put this all together, the scriptures, okay, we put this together, it communicates what? Seal talks about ownership, protection, and validation of the relationship. Yeah. So the seal being mentioned in verse 13, yeah, is it's not a what, it is a who, which is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is our seal. Now, a few months ago, uh, we have our supernatural class that we, whereby we talk about, we teach about Holy Spirit. Yeah, if you miss it, stay tuned. You know, we're going to announce it, you know, probably this year or next year, but, you know, don't miss it, okay? Yeah, when you talk about spiritual, uh, Holy Spirit, usually people will think about a dove praying tongues or oh, this Holy Spirit, you know? It's more than that, okay? More than that, all right? So, the promised Holy Spirit identifies God's people as His inheritance, and the experience of the Holy Spirit in believers' life is a proof to them of the genuineness of their faith. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 17 says this, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption, yeah, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. In other words, the Holy Spirit provides the inward assurance that we belong to God as children of God. Children of God. Yeah? By giving us the Holy Spirit, God seals, God put a stamp on us, set us as His own. You know? The moment we receive Jesus, we believe in Him, boom, there you go. We are sealed. We are marked. We are secured. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You see, another uh, part of being sealed by the Holy Spirit that I want to mention is, you know, in the book of Revelation talks that Jesus will return, the second, in the second coming, Jesus will return as a groom coming for his bride. You see, all the spiritual inheritance, right, we will experience some, as we, as we live, but we will also experience the fullness of it when he returns. You know, it's like, like a groom coming to, for his bride. It's like, aha, you see, three months ago, I mean, or maybe three months ago, we got engaged, but I'm coming now, and then you're going to live with me forever. That's what Jesus is going to do when he comes. And the Holy Spirit is the assurance. It's a guarantee that he will come for us. And we, when we become uh, together with him, you know what? With Christ, there's no more sickness. You know, when He returns, no more sickness, no more disease, no more pain. We, we are living in a glorified body. Wow. I mean, they, okay, that's another teaching, huh? About the coming of Jesus, you know, and the, the second coming. Oh, 
by the way, we also have a topic on that in our life education classes, which cannot be preached here because it's too long. Yeah? But my point here is this. The Holy Spirit is the seal. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee that we receiving that inheritance from God. Amen? Amen. You know, I'm going to close with this. This is a story. Um, not a real story, but I heard some like, real story that sounds like this. But this is a story about there was a baby who was kidnapped when he was like just a few months old. That baby belongs to a rich family, a super rich family in this one town. It's one a town in this town. So he was kidnapped. The parents were devastated. What happened? That baby was kidnapped by a, a band of bandits, you know, uh, robbers and everything. Because they want a new crew. They want new people, you know. They want to build the team, you know, the, the crew, the family, the bandits. So that, that, that rich baby eventually grow up among all the bandits, you know, the robbers. He follow whatever they do, rob, you know, extort, steal and stuff like that. Knowing that, it's like, oh, yeah, this is my life. This is my family. I'm a robber. It's like, woo. But he didn't know that his family actually is rich. He don't need to steal. He don't need to, like, you know, rob people. So long story short, after 20 years, this rich man got sick and he don't have any child after that. He have only one child that remembers his son kidnapped 20 years ago. So he said, okay, lah, this is my last effort to find my, my son. Those days, there's no internet and television, you know, everything. But 20 years after, that, there's a technology. So he called the reporter, you know, I want to make a, some like press, press a conference. So all the TV station, everything, said like, guys, you know that I'm dying. Yes, I'm the richest man in this town. But I don't have a son. I only have one. I used to have one. But to, today, this is my last effort, last attempt to look for my son. I'm going to give everything, my whole inheritance, my wealth, everything to my own son. And he looked at the camera. Son, if you're watching this, come back. Come home. I've prepared everything for you. So, guys, if you're watching this, yeah, if you know anybody with a birthmark on his right thigh, <laughs> that's my baby, right? Whom uh, kidnapped from me 20 years ago. Wow, you know what happened? After that, a lot of people come to that rich man's house, claim that, oh, I'm, I'm your son. You see, you see everything, you know. You know what? This rich man is smart. He didn't tell the shape, the color of the birthmark, right? So everybody come, everybody come, and, and then, including his real son, because his family said, his friend said, like, hey, you know what? I heard the news about this rich man, you know, maybe you, because I saw you got birthmark on your tie, you know? No, Allah. Hey, who knows? We got the money, ma. You can give, lah. Well, true, so. So you just go, lah, you know? Yeah? So, all these candidates, you know, yeah, some are scammers basically, you know. They didn't know that the rich man said, okay, I'm going to take each of your blood, do some DNA test. <gasps> and then, because they thought only birthmark, but they didn't know. Rich man is smart. So like, your, your blood. Check the blood and the birthmark. Because he didn't tell what's the size, what, what the shape of the birthmark. And he said, you know what? My baby, I remember, the birthmark is like a coin. Like a coin. 
<gasps> Can you imagine the real son was like, Oh my! He's like, straight away he go in front, like, Sir, sir, excuse me, sir. I think I'm your son. Like, we said, No, no, wait, wait. Take your blood, do some DNA test. And long story short, it is proven that he is his son, his baby that was kidnapped 20 years ago. You know, the moment he realized that, oh my God, I am a rich kid. I belong to a rich family. He changed. You know, he said, like, I should, I, why do I need to rob? Why do I need to steal? Why do I need to uh, uh, hurt people? I'm rich. In fact, I should be helping other people. There's a lot of poor family in the streets. His mind starts to change. The moment he knows his identity as you know, someone who inherited that wealth from his father. You know, like today, uh, I don't know, maybe some of us have been living with a scarcity mindset. We're living like as if like God didn't, did not listen to our prayers. But today, I pray in Jesus' name as you listen to this sermon, you know that you have a spiritual inheritance. You are not orphans. You are not poor. You are made rich through Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Start living as a who yours. Take that responsibility. We grow up. Because there's a lot of inheritance that's been prepared for us. And then God is waiting for us. Exercise our rights as children of God, as you who yours of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand on our feet right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to ask each of you, you know, just be honest to yourself. Are you been having this scarcity mindset all this while? As a Christian, as a believer, you have this scarcity mindset. You think like everything is not enough. You know, you are on your own. You have to do everything on your own. If that's you, it's time to repent. Embrace your true identity as children of God but don't just stop there remember you are not only technon God wants you to grow up to become a huyos so right now you say Father I want to be your huyos I want to grow up to become a huyos right now just put your hands on your heart right now I just want to pray for you our time is uh, really limited right now. I just want to pray for you right now. Say, oh God, I want to buy yours. I want to embrace my identity. I want to claim my rights as your children of Father God. I don't want to really listen to the devil, to the lies of this world, Lord Jesus. I want to be your yours. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Father God, right now, you see before you right now, these are the people, your children, who decided, Lord Father God, they don't want to be technon, but they want to be huyos. They want to be someone, Lord Father, to be with that entrusted with that spiritual inheritance to bless others, Lord Father God, to fulfill, Lord Father God, your calling, O oh Lord Jesus. Lord Father God, we confess, Lord Father God, that we used to be that little kid, Lord Father God, kidnapped by this world, Lord Father God, follow the ways of the world, Lord Father God, we have forgotten our identity until we receive you, until we give our life to you as Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus. Today, Lord Father God, we embrace our identity, Lord. We know, Lord Father God, that in you, we receive that spiritual inheritance. So, Father God, I pray, change the mindset in Jesus' name, scarcity mindset in Jesus' name, out in Jesus' name right now, mindset of abundance, 
abundance in Christ come to each and every one of us right now in Jesus name Lord Father God thank you Jesus thank you Lord Father hallelujah thank you Jesus we claim this in Jesus name thank you for tuning in to live podcast we hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends family member and co-worker we hope you have a great day God bless you